a year is an arbitrary measure. But then again, we live by years. And every year, there is this moment when the year ends and the new year begins. And it's a great time to have a feedback loop and to analyze what just happened and prepare yourself for a new year. And uh, it's a habit that I've, I've been doing and you've been doing for quite a while now. And I think, um, and how to do it, how to do an annual review, how to uh, prepare for next year and how to get some feedback from last year. This is something I want to talk to you today on the podcast. All right. A year of a life is precious. We just don't have that many of them. And so that's not something to be wasted. That's something worth trying to do right. Uh, Long-time listeners already know this, but we very strongly believe in this, this habit, just as you mentioned, of doing an annual review and thinking about it, contemplating last year, planning next year. And it's very important to note that it's very different from the very popular and futile habit of New Year's resolutions, which is something you do once and then you forget about it. Yeah. All this situation where you go to the gym the first week of January and then you just stop and all the gym memberships are being sold in the first week of January. So uh, the thing about uh, annual review and we want to give you today the best uh, advice we can get, we can give you and the best um, tips and tricks that we've learned over the years. And uh, already before we start, we're going to be using lots of word feedback, but it's on purpose. So, um, so yeah. So, uh, Radek, uh, ah, one more thing. What I also like about the year end, the year end, and the beginning of the year is this natural thing that we have more time because it's Christmas time, and you usually, you know, take your vacation during Christmas time and the beginning of January. So there is really there is room for like to to really step away from work, step away from the day to day whirlwind, and reflect. And like have more um, distance and more uh, perspective on what you did and what you want to do. So again, the point of the annual review is to make your life, your next year, better. And to have a reasonable shot at achieving your goals, uh, actually engage in the projects you've been wanting to, to do and improve on your habits, and not just be taking with the flow of life and whatever happens. And I want to uh, stress what you mentioned about, about feedback and feedback loops because it's kind of obvious to us and we, we repeated that as a mantra, but it's, it's just so important to explain this. A feedback loop is a loop. You need to make a decision. Close the loop. <laughs> yeah, you need to close the loop. You need to make a decision, make a plan, and then review it the next time around. Right, you you need to do something, see what happened, you know, measure, uh, get um, kind of data from your sensors, and then adjust, you know, tweak and make new plans and and learn from your past mistakes and successes to close the loop to make it better. To not just throw something on the wall and see what sticks, but actually iterate until you just get it right. I think this is the moment where some people uh, give up because 
they know, for example, they've failed at something and they don't want to admit that. They're afraid to review this, like to see, yeah, I told myself in January that I should be doing that and I actually haven't, so I better not touch it and not check it, you know? Like, um, I think, like, this is the moment of hashtag courage. We should confront what we set out to do last year and just review it. Like, you know, just be a spectator in our own life and review it. Okay, if it wasn't my life, like this guy, Michael, <laughs> what did he do? You know, like, you know, like, try to, you know, detach yourself and just, just you know, kind of cold-heartedly review Hot or what not. happened. Hot or not, exactly. And then learn from it. Because if you don't, if you just, you know, ah, if, 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 you keep, if you skip it, then, you know, as you said, you will go with the flow. And we don't want that. We don't want to spend our life going with the flow. So here's our definitive guide to the annual review. And step one is dedicate time to it. Uh, we know from experience that to do it right, not to just do it, but to do it right takes quite a lot of time. But think of it as an investment. If you're doing it for the first time, it's fine. Like, like do it, just do it, you know? But uh, yeah. over time, as you kind of see the value of doing this and doing this well, uh, it's not unreasonable to spend five, ten, even twenty hours spread over you know many days or weeks contemplating uh, life and the year and reviewing and making plans and readjusting, because well the whole year depends on it, uh, and and that that's kind of the this. 10, 15 hour range is something we've both found, uh, I think, last year when we talked about this. Yeah, the, th the thing is that uh, you have the time. I mean, you don't have time right now because it's Christmas frenzy and, you know, you want to have the Christmas, perfect Christmas and buy the last minute gifts and all this stuff. But on the 25th going forward, you have moments, like you have so much food going on. I mean, you don't have to prepare food because you have all the food from Christmas Eve. Like, uh, so, so there is time to sit down, like to have to spend two hours here, two hours there, an hour there. And really, like just keep going because, and, and, and especially it's really healthy to, to spread it over some days because then you get, again, fresher perspectives yeah. on uh, like watching things. So so really, uh, there is time. Like, there is... Like, up until 24th, it's crazy, but then relax and just try to do, like, spend an hour or two every day. And, you know, by the time it's you're, you're back at work after New Year's Eve, uh, like, and you're fine, you've done it. All right. Uh, next up review your goals and plans from last year and see how you fared against it. Um, obviously, if you're doing, deciding to do it for the first time, you might not have like the previous uh, data points. You're only beginning the loop, not looping. Uh, but if you do have it, you know, see it. Uh, what did you do well? What did you do wrong? How much did you achieve? How can you improve it? Uh, what was a good idea? What was um, not so much? What was too optimistic, not realistic? What was just a result of poor planning? Or uh, what um, happened in between uh, that was also a good thing that you didn't plan for, but made it impossible to achieve it. What uh, did you miss? Maybe you forgot to acquire new skills that were necessary to achieve a goal. Just see what you decided on last year and review. Uh, learn from this. 
And I think even if you didn't like do a, a proper review last year, so you, you didn't have the goals set out and, 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 and written down, I'm sure you had some, some aspirations, some things you wanted to achieve this year. So you can just write them down right now and see how you fared. So like, uh, I'm sure you had, I mean, everybody like had some thoughts, you know, at the beginning of each year anyway. So just go with that as a starting point. And then from there, you know, uh, continue. Yeah, and then uh, not just review your um, written plans, but also review the data. Yeah, the stats, you know, like, uh, you know, habit tracking, if you've been tracking your habits, like we use Magic Spreadsheet. And for example, uh, real-time follow-up, I need to design a better Magic Spreadsheet for myself. (laughs) Uh, I was pretty consistent with that uh, up until like October. And then I just stopped putting data into it. But I realized that, I don't like how it's designed. Um, so I'm going to, like one of the things uh, for me will be to redesign my magic spreadsheet um, again um, this this uh, holiday break. But anyway, uh, your calendar, like this is like, for me, this is the moment where I check my calendar from last year and just see what happened because I forget, yeah. you know, what happened. And, and this is really important because, um, you know, we live day to day. So we just forget about all these cool memories, things we've achieved, things we've done, you know, where we traveled, I mean, for me, like 2018 was a year of traveling a lot. Uh, and also, I journal every day. And with journaling, I'm very consistent. So this is this one only time where I read my journal. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to read it anymore, ever, again. But this is the time I take my time to read the journal, the whole thing, and just write notes down from, from my journal. So um, if you have a journal, you know, this is the moment to, to read through the entries from last year and to see, uh, you know, what you were thinking about, like what ideas you had, what, you know, conclusions you had, and, and if they still, you know, mean anything to you. We'll link in the show notes to the episodes where we talked about the Magic Spreadsheet. The basic idea is to track every day certain values, numbers that are important to uh, the goals or habits um, you want to achieve or, or develop. So, for example, you want to lose weight or you want to maintain weight, so you're tracking your weight every day or whether you were physically active. Um, or whether you woke up in the morning and not hit snooze, or whether you engaged in deep work every day, uh, stuff like this. Um, and as for the journal, what 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 I do is in my magic spreadsheet, I, I have to kind of do kind of micro journaling there, uh, in addition to my kind of long form uh, journaling during the weekly review, which we'll talk about some other time, uh, where next to each row uh, or on each row next to the the numbers, I'll just had a few keywords for what I was doing or what cool thing happened that day. And again, uh, during the quarterly or annual review, I get through this to understand what this year was really about. Yeah. And um, so next step, like once you've reviewed, reviewed all this, just write things down, right? Like, write, you know, like goals, ideas for projects. And we, um, like some of the projects that you want to do just specifically next year, some things that you like the long-term things you want to uh, achieve, um, like all the ideas, like write all the ideas that you have for yourself and, uh, you know, knock yourself out. Like really <laughs> uh, write all of them and uh, because later you will evaluate them. But, you know, first is the moment of just, just writing everything down, what you want to do, and then uh, you will review it. And the important point here is that you are not bound to your previous decisions. Just because you oh, yes. 
review how you fared against your plan doesn't mean it's the word of God that must be obeyed. No, it's something yes. you came up with last year, and maybe it, it doesn't make sense anymore. The, the act of planning is more important than the plan because you, you've got emergent opportunities. Uh, you're just, it's impossible to, to come up with everything, to predict everything. So you decided things last year and you re review how you fared against it, but it doesn't mean that your goals and projects from last year automatically become your priorities for this year. They might, but it's your decision. You start a new, it's a new year. It, it's psychological, arbitrary, but it's a fresh start. And you decide. And I think the keyword here, the keyword uh, that we don't use that much because we think we don't have it, is the choice. You can choose not to do this anymore. Like it's your choice. It's your life. Like you. Like, this is this is something like the word choice. I, I I've recently noticed I've been using it more in my internal vocabulary. When somebody, for example, was mad at me or something, I I said like to myself, I choose not to engage. I choose not to talk to your man. So like, I choose, it's my life, it's my choice. And the same goes, as you mentioned, with the goals. I chose some goals for this year. I haven't completed them, for example. But now I have to choose if they are going to be my goals for next year or they're done. I'm going to choose new goals. All right, so now you've let go of your previous plans and you've came up with lots of ideas. Now it's time to narrow them down. But to do that, you have to contemplate your values. If, if you haven't done this already, it's an exercise that feels strange at first, but it's very clarifying because we don't know ourselves as well as we think we do. There's a lot of values, kind of ideas that seem like a good idea, but they're not universal. It is very good and important to understand oneself, to understand what's true about me that's specific to me. That's not just a truism. That's not something that I'll, I'll nod my head at. It. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. But I, I really understand what uh, what makes me happy and what doesn't, what might make other people happy, but to me, not so much. And and that's that's crucial. We talked about this last year, and we'll link in, in the show notes to discussion about values because that was really good. And we talked about how, for me, stuff like um, intellectual stimulation, uh, the sense of agency, uh, and a couple of other things were were crucial. And and those are heuristics you can use to see if this product, if this goal is really for you or it's just something that kind of other people make you think you should do, but actually exactly, that wouldn't make you happy. Yeah, like not, you know, not to get trapped in this thinking, I want to be like this guy. Yeah. Like, really? I mean, really, do you want to be like this guy? Or maybe you just think you want to be like this guy. Like, you know, like to, to really, as you said, know thyself, like, to know what drives you, what stimulates you, what makes you click, what what energizes you, what gives you this pleasure on or, or, or you know feeling of completion of 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 you know doing something meaningful, and what annoys you, what you know what you're forcing yourself to do. Like don't force yourself to do things. Yeah. Like <laughs> if you if you can choose not to force yourself, choose not to. Um, and and that's 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 the idea here that you know you. I'm sure that once you like write down all these goals and all these ideas, some of them are not yours. 
they are like you know from borrowed from somebody else so really make sure that you want to follow them uh, you want to go through with them um, just because like you have some expectations from the outside or something like that so it's it's really cool because once you go through this uh, you will know that it's going to be just easier for you to 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 really uh, deliver on things if they are aligned with your values don't adopt other people's definition of success make yours we talked about it just last week how our common friend uh quit his job at a big multinational corporation to work for a random guy from the internet because he chose his <laughs> definition of of success but uh, it was difficult for his family for his parents to understand uh because for them that was like why like this is like this is serious work and 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 this is not but that's the thing about knowing thyself not choosing what other people think is good is a good idea what you should be doing but based on what's specific about you and with that you can make plans for next year like true plans and um, not only plans the way i do it for example is i create you know in nosby projects where each goal is a certain project which I review. I give additional labels to the to these projects. Uh, we'll link to a video where I explain how I do it in Nosby. But this, you know, this is where uh, you begin to really create your plan. Like you put things uh, in in your in your places. You you really choose the battle the the battles the bottles. <laughs> you choose the battles you want to fight. You choose the the goals you want to achieve. Uh, you choose uh, what you really want to engage in and uh, what you want to track. Yeah, so that's goals uh, you want to achieve, projects you want to work on, and habits that you want to develop. And you know, at this point, you're starting to make it concrete. You know, drop things uh, from the list of, of of ideas that are just not for you. And uh, and even then, you'll probably have too much. Like you'll see consistently that you never achieve your plans for the year and that's okay uh, but if you overdo it and we overdo it you'll be left feeling unsatisfied and feeling like you failed um, but remember a year of life is a long time but also not that long of a time and you just can't do it all so you know prune relentlessly again we have been repeating on this show uh, a few times already that we under estimate what we can do we overestimate what we can do in a year we underestimate what we can do in a decade so it's really important uh, in this stage like when you have all these goals written down to think about the skills you need the skills you need to acquire to be able to move towards these goals and this is again this comes back to habits to habitual you know working um like if Again, I always give this uh, example of, of sports and we'll talk about sports in some future episodes again because I have a few updates. But like in my case, if I want to be a better swimmer, I need to acquire better swimming skills. I need to be a like If I want to achieve like a, like, a, like a special time, I want to swim, like for example, one and a half kilometers in below 30 minutes. So this is my goal. But for that, I need the skill set. So uh, I need the habit of going every week to swimming pool and like uh, to do certain exercises and have feedback loops and have deliberate practice sessions uh, swimming so 
you have to focus on really which skills you need to acquire. And the best part is that even, for example, in this case, if I don't achieve and I'm going to, I'm going to do the one and a half kilometers at 31 minutes, okay, but I'm already a better swimmer. Like, you know, it's, you know, I, I win anyway, you know? So uh, it's good for my health. It's good for, like, for my, um, for my body. Like, the, the whole thing, it's already good for me. And even, and, and even though I haven't achieved exactly the goal I set out to do, because, you know, goals are arbitrary, but I, I, I improved. I have a better skill set. I am a better person anyway. So, and, and this is a long-term game. So then I'll just maybe next year will be able to, to, to achieve this mark. So, so this, this, this is really important to think about the skills. Exactly. So you have your list of goals, projects, and habits. And to that, you add skills. You, you'll see at this point that some of the goals and projects you might have to push out later in the year or even out of this year because you'll realize that, wow, you know, that sounds like a good goal, but, but you already need to start breaking it up into smaller pieces. And you might realize that there's a thing you need to do first to be able to achieve it. And speaking of pushing things further in the year, not only you can't overdo it and you can't do it all in a year, but you also can't do it all at once. This is something I've really learned yeah. last year, that uh, in a year you can achieve quite a lot, but it's extremely overwhelming, uh, especially for me, to to try to tackle those goals, projects, and habits all at the same time, all throughout the year. It's much better to stagger them in the year, to uh, try to keep up your, your habits, your, your keystone habits, the things that are the foundation for everything else throughout the year. But all else, all the goals and projects, if possible and practical, you stagger. You focus on one at a time. Because when you focus, you can do things more efficiently. Humans are not very good at multitasking, at juggling a lot of things at once. If you can dedicate yourself for a month or two into a smaller thing, then you might very well achieve it instead of trying and failing throughout the year with 10 other things at the same time. Yeah, and... um Something I've been uh, just really real-time follow-up because this week has been really hard on me because uh, my girls are just <laughs> falling sick one after another and one of them had to be hospitalized for, uh, for, for a couple of days. Uh, this made me realize that you have to also be prepared to really cut things, like, you know, to, to, to focus on what's really essential. So I did some meaningful work in this time, in this crazy time. Because I knew, okay, I, I have to do this and this and this. But these other things, I can do later. No problem. Or maybe not even, you know. But it's really important that um, um, with these goals, also try to not prioritize them, but really, but to make sure that which ones are really closer to your heart, like really, really very close to your heart, and which are like aspirational, could be nice to have. Yeah, I, I would want to do it. Uh, this way, it's also be it also be easier for you to decide what you wh wh where you start the year or where you just you know add the additional you know uh, goals later in the year, uh, but you have them written down already. So and, and this what it also does give you is um, space because like if it comes you know if 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 it comes to this new goal that you want to set out start start doing for example in May, you will have the time to review it and see. Do I, really, do I still want to do it? Or maybe it was just an idea from January which just doesn't hold up anymore. So so this gives you also this breathing room, you know, that when you don't start with everything at once, 
because as you mentioned, starting with everything at once is a, a recipe for failure. I want to talk about habits. So goals, products are one thing. It's something that, that has an end. But then uh, we see that uh, often uh, our big goals for a year is establishing, developing or maintaining or redeveloping a habit, something we want to do continuously all the time. Developing habits is really hard and this is a whole big topic. We've talked about and, tr and studied and tried to understand and master many times. But if you set a habit to yourself for the year, uh, and again, with those same habits, don't overdo it. And if it's a new habit, you know, dedicate a couple of months at least to one habit if it's a difficult one. But once you have that, track the habit. Uh, gather data. If the habit is established and you feel pretty good about it, uh, you can decide to measure less. But if you're just starting, you need data to be able to have the feedback loop, to be able to say if you're improving or not. Uh, so if you're trying to lose or maintain weight, you know, weigh yourself. Or if you want to be more physically active, track your workouts and put it in some sort of uh, form or, or system so that you can review it. And if it's a habit that you want to maintain, something you've already had but, but want to keep up, uh, don't hold yourself to the highest standard you've ever achieved. That's some, also something we've uh, figured out. Oh, yeah. That, you know, uh, when it was my main focus for many months to become more physically active or lose weight, I would hit my all-time best. And now it's one of many things. And so I'm still pretty good, but I don't have to be the best at. Like, don't guilt yourself too much. Be realistic with what you can achieve in 24 hours a day. Let me rephrase what you just said, because this is really important and we, we've hit it in, in one of the past shows, is that it's not like you can add up things. Like you, There are trade-offs. Like, you know, I want to be at my best just losing weight and I want to be at my best by, you know, being physically active. And then on top of that, I want to do this and this and this. Sorry, man. Mm -mm. It doesn't work that way. Nope. Like, you know, it, you have to make trade-offs. Okay. Like, and, and, and again, we'll talk about sports in the future, but I could see that from my stats, you know. Okay, that year I was great running. I, I ran so many kilometers. Great. But this year I was doing also other sports. So I have to, you know, I, I, the, the time is, you know, it, it, it is how it is. You cannot just do this and this and this and this on top of it. So it's really important because we... I think when we think we have established the habit, we're going to maintain this at this level all the time. And what you just said, we won't. So make sure to keep the habit, but don't pile things up. Don't stack things up. Uh, understand the trade-offs and make the tough decisions. Okay, I'm going to do less of this to have, make room for more of that. And this is how the, your mindset should work. All right, a uh, couple of short tips on making plans. First of all, once you decide on the big things, um, list down a couple of kind of sub-goals or, or kind of action items. Uh, make sure they're, they're actionable. Like, they, they can be vague, they have to be concrete, and they have to be actionable. Otherwise, it's not a goal, it's a New Year's resolution. Aspiration. Yeah. <laughs> a New Year's resolution, yeah. <laughs> uh, if possible and practical, uh, set a number to it. Uh, that might be arbitrary, don't stress too much about the number, but if it's a habit, if it's something that's that, that you can reasonably track in the number, then having a number is helpful in having the feedback loop. 
try to think about your longer term plans for maybe next year like see what's beyond uh and and it, that doesn't have to be concrete but but the the point here is to try to structure the the goals you choose for the year the plans and both what you choose of the scope and the order so that they fit together so that they make sense it's easier to focus on one thing and even if it's a couple of things if they're kind of if they fit together well if they make sense together if they're similar things it's easier to dedicate yourself to those things and make it all work smoothly if it's part of like a bigger grander system and uh, think about uh, plan b like if something fails with this goal with this plan what's the plan b uh like maybe um, you can kind of understand, just like you mentioned, what's important. Like, if if I fail to do this, that's fine. I'll try to do it next year. But if I've, I start failing at this habit, this is the, the important thing and I, I have to work on that, right? Like, like, try to understand the priorities and what's the, what's the plan B? What's the fallback if things don't go according to your plan? Yeah, and especially... Once you've like set out these goals and habits that you want to track, the, the the situation will happen that you will know thyself. So you will understand that, for example, this doesn't work for me. So, but but very often what we have found out is that it might be that you still can achieve this habit, but you've been going er, like a wrong way about mm-hmm. it. So just see what you can change like what like what or what kind of triggers you can change what kind of situations like maybe you shouldn't be doing this in the morning but maybe in the afternoon because maybe then you like you, you'll be more inclined to do it uh, like like observe yourself like if you've been if you are constantly failing at something there are two options either you don't want to do it or second you're just going the wrong way about it so make sure to you know look at that all right and let's talk about pruning things oh yes so if you want to add more to your life, think about what you want to remove from it. Like, uh, to some extent, you can keep adding new things, keep learning new things, keep piling things on top of one another. But if those are things that you want to do continuously, if if they overlap in a certain way, you only have so much time. If you want to add new things that, that are kind of part of your life, not, not, not just a project that has a specific end that you can dedicate a couple of months to, but like, like something that's kind of new to your life, that's here to stay, uh, maybe you have to remove something from your life. Maybe there's something you, you, you've been doing for a while, got used to it, and has to go. Also consider that when you're planning the year, because you can do it all. And sometimes if you want new things, better things, when you want to change, when you want to try, find novelty, you have to make space and you have to prune relentlessly, even if it's painful. Just like with getting rid of things and Marie Kondo, uh, link in the show notes. You got to get rid of things that are non-essential. Otherwise, it's just not possible. There's just no space and no time. I'll come back to Marie Kondo. What I like about, you know, this Japanese approach to thinking is they, they you know, they bow a lot and they appreciate things, you know, they, they like this. And for me, the <laughs> quite strange exercise was when I was pruning and, for example, stopped listening to this podcast or stop, um, you know, doing something that I was doing. I would, I would, uh, when I was letting go, I would basically take my time and just appreciate, okay, this was good for me. This, I, I really liked it. I had really enjoyment from this. This served me well. I have good memories like this one and this memory and this memory. But it's time to go. 
And and this kind of exercise, you know, it sounds kind of spiritual, or whatever, but it's really good. <laughs> it's it, like it helps you, you know, to close this, you know, this chapter. Okay, this was good for me. Uh, it's it's like with um, uh, you know, with friends. Some friends are just for a certain time, you know, and then you know you appreciate them and you're happy with them. But it's okay if you don't have contact anymore. Like you've had good memories, you have good times, and now it's okay. You have you because. You ha- you need room for new friends, like so it's fine, you know. And um, and again, me as the CEO of Nosby, sometimes people also leave the company, and it's the same thing, you know. I want to appreciate the time I spent with them. It's good. Now I have like new people coming in. Uh, some people left. It's fine. I it, this is the circle of life, and and you know, um, just you know, have this moment of reflection and appreciation, and that's it. It might seem strange uh, to some of our listeners that we're talking about planning next year, about doing more, doing better, getting better, achieving more. And half of what we're talking about is doing less. We talk about letting go of previous goals, letting go of our highest standards we've ever achieved with habits. We're talking about pruning relentlessly uh, stuff we've done before and cutting parts of our plan. But that's necessary. That's just part of life. You have to accept, however painful it is, that there's only so much you can do. And and uh, the, the big secret of productivity and, and kind of success is not just knowing uh, how to do things, but what to focus on. And not only knowing what to do, but knowing what not to do. Exactly. And uh, as for pruning, like it's especially difficult when it's you, you've established something, you know, through pains, through through dedication you 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 made something uh maybe during previous uh annual review that you want to achieve something and then you let go of it uh but sometimes that also has to happen like i've been going to to the gym regularly three times a week for a while and and just like you said that was a great experience i had a great time i've learned new things about myself understood that it's something that can be for me that i can enjoy something like this and then over time, I started slacking off, and I felt bad about myself, and ultimately, I realized that it's okay, that yes, I want to be physically active, but that's not the only way to achieve it, and I had good memories, I can get back anytime, and I know I can, I know I've done this, and it was fine, but for now, I, d- I can't do it, it doesn't bring me joy anymore, and it takes too much time I want to dedicate to new things. And sometimes you just have to make that call and without guilting yourself. And when you have that and you have your plan, properly planned and properly pruned, what do you do? Do you leave it until next year to review it? Yeah, that would be a massive problem. Uh, so what you do, you have to review all these things at least once a week, like at least weekly. Um Again, I'm going to give this tip that, for example, because I put my goals as projects in Nosby, I give, I give these projects a different color and a different label. So this, this way they really stick out. So, so when I start my weekly review, I first go through them and I see them first. So this way I remember about the goals. And because they're a different color, even like day to day when I work in Nosby, I can see them. You know, they're right in front of my eyes, you know, very often. So... Uh, so really, the idea is that in your weekly review, which you should be doing and we'll be talking about it um, uh, in the future, you have to go through your goals again and see if they are still relevant, if you're advancing 
to towards them or, or towards the ones that you chose to start with and in this way you will not forget them there won't be these you know new year's resolutions that you came up with when you were you know um curing your hangover after january 1st and and then you know having some inspirational moment and then you would just forget about it so it's really important that you do this weekly loop weekly feedback loop feedback 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 and uh, this way you know uh, that you're progressing or you're not progressing or you know discovering yourself like what works for you what brings you joy and what moves you forward and what doesn't and you can choose to spend an hour on it every week or two hours you can do it thoroughly you can choose to spend 15 minutes on it it's far better than nothing to just look at it to just review every week and make a short list of tasks for next week it uh, might seem to some people like it's kind of useless overhead to engage in such a ritual every week but first of all you really you don't understand the the power of keeping yourself on track and focused weekly and and just like think about it when you have your big plans for the year every week you just need to achieve one fiftieth of it one like two percent of the plan and you'll be on track yeah so it's really not that much for every week and as long as you do plan for every week to make a step forward you'll get there and sometimes like you mentioned you'll learn new things about yourself or you'll have new opportunities things you could not have foreseen and then you can evolve the plan the plan for the year again is something that's mutable something that you can change you can decide to change don't change it on a whim. Like, think if you want to do it, but you can evolve the plan. I recommend keeping the original uh, just for the purposes of reviewing on the next annual review. Like, like keep, keep a copy, but you can have the working copy that you change and evolve and add things to it and remove things to it you don't care about anymore. And that is fine. Yeah, it's the, the, this constant feedback loop, the weekly feedback loop is very important. As you mentioned, this is like, you know, two uh, percent uh, but also uh, like we never appreciate like w we don't have time for, for 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 stopping for reviewing we go with the flow and again you don't want to go with the flow that's why you want to do annual review and you don't want to be going with the flow during the year that's why you have to do the weekly review like in a, and 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 even quarterly review which we think is very important but uh, but quarterly offsite but anyway this weekly review keeps you uh, not going with the flow it gives you the permission to stop review your week review your goals see what's happening see if you're progressing see if you're not progressing like that's why again it's a choice you can choose yourself you can choose to spend time with yourself and uh, reflect and this is something uh, really important. And we know how important it is because we also fail at that. There are weeks where we don't do it. And we know that these, were, these weeks where we fail at doing our weekly review, guilty as charged, then the next week is hectic. It's, it's, it's not right because I didn't you know, dedicate the two hours needed to just you know, properly uh, check myself, check my balance. You have the opportunity, the choice to live an intentional life to live according to your own rules and what you decide and how you um, choose on every step where to go 
and no one said it's gonna be easy and that it's not gonna take time to keep yourself living intentionally. And as as far as the best we figured out, that's the best way uh, to do it. And it takes some time, but uh, boy, is it far better than the alternative. Oh, it is. And, uh, and I think uh, we'll wrap up with this. Dedicate your time for your annual review. Make sure you, la- you live intentionally, consciously, like the way you want. And uh, do you have this, this, this template also to give to our listeners? Yeah, I prepared last year uh, an annual review Nosby project template. Uh, I'll put the link in the show notes. Uh, you can use it or not. Do whatever you want. Uh, it's just a tool that you might find useful. Uh, but yeah, please live intentionally. And uh, as the last thing, I want to do some self-promo uh, because I just published the book 10 Steps to Ultimate Productivity in English. Uh, it's been a book that I've been you know, wanting to publish for quite a while. Um, and it just launches this year, like on the 2nd of January. So uh, make sure to check it out. We'll link in the show notes, productivitycourse.com. This is the website. Uh, you will learn all, all about it. Um, you can laugh at my video. Um, Anyway, uh, this is a, a book, uh, like a productivity book that I always wanted to write, which would be simple, 10 simple steps, uh, very actionable, uh, with lots of exercises. Uh, I think you'll love it. And, I, and hopefully it will also help you get the proper productivity habits, uh, you know, ingrained uh, in your daily life to make sure that you can achieve your goals. I also have a quick pick. Uh... It's a book. Okay. Uh, it's something uh, everybody knows that some people read. I didn't. I didn't think it would be good, but it was actually pretty good. And that's 1984 by George Orwell. Uh, I don't read uh, fiction very much. And so that was a uh, unusual choice for me to pick this audiobook. And the audiobook is pretty good too. Uh, narrated by Andrew Wincott. Uh, but yeah, that's actually mm-hmm. a really good book. And so I will recommend it. Just perfect for happy times during Christmas time. (laughs) (laughs) Merry Christmas, everyone. Yes. (laughs) So happy Christmas, everybody. We'll have a two weeks break. And in three weeks from the publishing of this episode, we'll have another one after the new year. We're taking a break. That's correct. We are taking a break to, to do our annual reviews properly. You do it too. Perfect. It's a two weeks break, not three weeks break, man. It's three weeks between episodes. No, it's not. Yes. One week from the 21st is 28th. Two weeks from 21st is 4th. Nobody really likes you. All right, time out. Fix up your hair if we're recording the video. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, great. I'm pretty now. <laughs> sure. If you say so. And with that, you can... Make platform next year, this one? Yeah. Okay, okay, let's try again. That was good. That was good. Uh, Like, you know. And with that, you can make plans for next year. Let's get recording, huh? Yeah, 30 minutes in. Yeah, same.